0: Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here's Pastor Ramirez. In our world today, there are a few things that can cause concern. Uh, Here's one of them the unknown can cause concern. Not knowing what's going to happen, whether it's uh, your personal life, what's going on in the world today, uh, the unknown, just, just not knowing what's there, can cause concern in our heart, uh, which can produce doubts and discouragement. And then another one is the what I'd call that which is uncertain. What I mean by that is you may have an idea, but you're uncertain how things are going to work out. You know, our world today, there's, when you think about these things, first, there's much we don't know. There's much we don't know. Uh, you know that song, uh, I Don't Know About Tomorrow? Uh, you know, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but God does. But if we think of uh, tomorrow too much, we can become discouraged today. Uh, another one is we are living in uncertain times right now. Uncertain times. There's a lot going on in our world, a lot going on in our nation. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I was reading this week where people are just discouraged because of what's happening around them. And I think that's a, a real issue today. And this morning, I hope and pray that this message will encourage your heart. Because we see a man who was dealing with some unknowns and some uncertainties. But Elisha prayed, God got involved, and the Lord blessed And that's how God works. And so let's look at this man here, the prayer of a confident man, which would be the prayer of Elisha. And that prayer is found in verse 17. Let me read it to you again. It says, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Round about Elisha. So let's look at this. I have a few thoughts here this morning. Three, three points here in our message on the prayer of a confident man. And the first one is I want you to know his prayer was practical. It was a practical request. Uh, if you'll notice here, he wasn't asking for anything incredible. Except for the man be able to see that his eyes would be open to what was going on. So it was very practical. It was very practical as far as his prayer. Uh, a few thoughts at first. You know prayer is practical. You know, all prayer is really is talking to God. That's what prayer is. So uh, let's not make it what it's not. Let's make sure we understand that prayer is just talking to God. Another way to think on it is prayer is just pouring your heart out to the Lord. Just going to Him. Taking your cares. Taking your concerns. And talking to God. And and as far as this passage here and this prayer, as far as it being practical, let me give you some thoughts on how practical it was. He just wanted him to open his eyes so he could see what God was doing so he could see the big picture. His eyes were open first to the power of God. The power of God. Look at the greatness. The Bible says that the mountains were filled. Once he, his eyes were open to that, to God's power and God's might. You know, this morning, let's ask God to open up our eyes to His power. Now, I don't know if He's going to open up your eyes and you're going to see a mountain filled with chariots and horses waiting for war. But he may open your eyes up to something in his word. He may open up your eyes to something in this world that you see that he's going to show himself mighty in your life. And so let's ask God to open up our eyes so we see his power. Also, he wanted his eyes to be open so he could see the presence of God. That God had not that God was nearby. God's army was there. You see, this man was surrounded. Elisha was surrounded. They were in some trouble. And so he wanted him to open up his eyes so he could see that God was present. You know, sometimes we just need to be reminded that God is still with us. God has not forsaken us. God has not forgotten us. And when we're reminded that God is still there, that encourages us, gives us strength. You know, God's not forgotten you this morning. God's still with you. And if you belong to God, he'll not set you aside. And so that's the presence of God. Also, his eyes were open to what we'd call the promises of God. You know, God had promised not to leave nor forsake his people. That's a promise you have today. That God's not going to leave you nor forsake you. So that's a promise that you have. That's a promise our church has. We honor God. We lift lift up God. We serve God. God's going to work. And God's going to bless. And that's a promise that they had. And that's a promise his eyes were opened up to. That he could see these people here. That God had not failed on his promise. Another thought here. He wanted him to open up his eyes to God's purpose. Why God was doing this. Now... This one here, I struggle with this sometimes. What I mean by that is uh, I'd like to know how things are going to end. Uh, you know, I, even if it's bad, I still like to know, okay, this is what's going to happen. You know, I'm the kind, if I go to a doctor, I definitely don't want him to, or her to tell me something false. I want to know the truth. I want to know everything right there as far as a diagnosis. I want to know it. Well, you know, when it comes to God, he's not going to always give us the knowledge of everything. But we do know he's got a purpose to all things he does. Well, in this case, he wanted this young man to see God's purpose, how God was working. Oh, yes, this army had surrounded him. Okay, it surrounded these men. But God knew that. God was aware and God allowed it to happen. See, God had a purpose. And then the, the other one, he wanted him to see that God had a plan. That God was working. You know, uh, we like to think we have plans. Plans change. Plans change. But well, when God has a plan, it's set. If he's going to carry something out, he will carry it out. And he wanted him to see the plan that he had. Now, let's go back and look at a few verses here. I want you to notice uh, what we find here. It says here in verse 15, it says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servants said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? Uh, I don't know if he's getting up in the morning to go get some water from the well. He's going out to tend to some chores. But he goes outside and he looks. Man, there's an army all around him, around the city, around them. And they're ready to make war. Uh, what a sight to wake up to. You know, the uh, Bible tells us he began to fear. And that's what God, we find here, what Elisha wanted God to do, is open up his eyes to what was going on, to the big picture. Here's the thought for you this morning. Ask God to open up your eyes to what's going on. Maybe you have a decision that you need to make. Ask God to open up your eyes so you can make the right decision. Maybe you're looking around, there's some things that are discouraging you. Ask God to open up your eyes so you can be encouraged reading his word ask God to open up your eyes so you can understand the teachings that are there you see God can show us he can teach us he can guide us he can direct us and in this case that's the prayer it was a very practical request Lord open up his eyes so he can see what's going on so he can see what's happening and that leads me to my second one here this was a powerful request powerful request you know I look at this request and sometimes I think man my prayers are small compared to this prayer Look at the prayer here. God opened up his spiritual eyes so he can see what's going on in the spiritual world. So he can see what's happening. Isn't that a powerful prayer? That's a mighty prayer. I've never prayed that prayer. I haven't had an occasion to, but I've never thought about praying that prayer. You know what this tells me? It tells me that we limit God with our prayers often. We don't ask for great things. We don't ask for Him to send us great blessings. And we should. We should ask God for great things. We should ask God to do good things for our family. Let's not be afraid to go to God. Let's not be afraid to ask powerful requests of the Lord. Because He's almighty. Because He's powerful. And because He's powerful, He can grant those requests. You know, you have a problem in your life. You have something you look and say, You know, I I can't figure this out. Well, ask God to figure it out for you. And trust that he has the power to do it. And so we have here a powerful request. You see, the power really is seen in the answer. And we'll talk about that now. The power is seen in the answer. His eyes were opened to an amazing sight. Now we have some hills around Little Rock. Have some hills outside our church. You go out there. Can you imagine your eyes being opened up and seeing the hills filled with an army of God? That's the sight this man got to see that day. Just filled. And so his eyes were opened first to what we would call the invisible. The invisible. At least invisible to our mortal eyes, our physical eyes. His eyes were opened up to that which physical eyes cannot see. His eyes were opened up to the spiritual. Now let me point this out. This was not his imagination. Okay, This was not a vision. This was reality. His physical eyes just couldn't see it. But once God opened up his eyes to the spiritual world, then he saw what was going on. So, what we find here is facts. Something happening that he's now able to see. The unseen became seen. That which was invisible became visible. And this man was able to see it. See, just because something is unseen does not mean it's unreal. Just because you cannot see it with your eyes does not mean it's there. And that's what we find in this passage here. His eyes were opened up. Now let me give you a thought on this. You know, true faith is not imagination. True faith in God is not imagination. It's a realization of facts. Now let me explain this to you. Let me give you an example. We'll talk about salvation. You see, true faith is not just supposing that you're saved or hoping that you're saved or just thinking that you're saved It's grasping the fact that God has saved you because you came to Him the way that He prescribed. In other words, the Bible tells us repent and believe in the heart. And if you're saved, it's because that's what you did. You're saved by grace and through faith. You believe. What are you believing in? You're believing in God's Word, you're believing in His promises. You're believing in what He said. You're believing in what He has told you to do. And that's your faith. See, your faith is grasping hold of the facts. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1, Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me read it to you again. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. You see, faith is grabbing hold of that which you cannot see based upon the facts that you already know, which are the promises that God has given. In this passage here, let's go back to this. Elisha's faith was not limited by his sight. I don't know about you, but that's what limits my faith a lot, is what I see, or what goes on in front of me. And so, if we allow our physical sight... To limit our faith it's going to affect our prayer life and it's going to affect our walk with God. You see in this passage what we find is God's army was there all along. This man just couldn't see it. God's army was already on the hills. God was already protecting these men. This man just could not see it at the moment because his eyes weren't open to the spiritual. But they were there and by faith Elisha believed. And then Elisha asked God to open up this man's eyes so he could actually see it and that's what happened so let me give you some thoughts on this you say well pastor how does this fit my life how, how does this affect me you know by faith you look beyond the world today just like Elisha by faith you can see so much more let me give you an example I, don't know about you. I can see heaven today I can see heaven you say pastor you can see it Based upon what God has told me in His Word, I can see heaven today. Based upon what God has told me, is there? I, there's a throne room. God's up there. God's being praised. God is being honored. You know who else is up in heaven? My loved ones are up there. I can see them today. I can see them if they're rejoicing with God, praising the Lord. Your loved ones are there if they believed in Christ. That's where they are today, with the Lord. You know, it's also in heaven a place being prepared for you if you believed in Christ. There's a place there for you. And see, we see that by faith. Oh no, my physical eyes have not seen heaven. But by faith, it's there. I see it. And someday, I'll be there. You'll be there. We'll be able to rejoice together and we'll be there directly. But right now, we see it by faith. Here's another way we can see by faith. We can see God's help in times of trouble. That's what we find in this passage. This man was in trouble. He was surrounded. By faith, Elisha said, everything's okay. God's here. God's going to protect us. See, by faith, you can see help in times of trouble. Also, by faith, you can see God working and providing everything that you need during your difficult times. You see, it's God working. It's God involved. And that's where faith draws in. And with faith... The invisible becomes visible. That's what we find here. So that's the first one, the invisible, as far as the powerful request. His eyes were opened up to the invisible. Here's the second one. How about, I'll call it the innumerable, the innumerable army that was sitting on the hills. The Bible tells us here in verse, we're in 2 Kings. Let's go back and look at this. It says here, And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Filled. You notice he doesn't give us a a count of how many were up there? Probably because there were too many to count. He couldn't count them. They were just filled. They filled the hills. Looking all around, and this this grand army sitting up there, this host, uh, waiting to fight on their behalf. You know, here's a thought here. you know, that If you would just look at the... If you just take the physical, what, what could be seen in the physical, didn't it appear like the devil had the advantage? There was an army out there surrounding these men. They had no hope. But once his eyes were opened up to what's going on in the spiritual world, everything changed. There was an innumerable army sitting there waiting to protect them. You know, this morning, let that sink in a bit. Because the devil is good... Still today, he's good at using worldly tools and technology to his advantage. He's excellent at it. And when he uses those to his advantage, it can often appear that he has the advantage. Oh, what can we do? What can a church do? What can Christians do? We can get discouraged if we look at that. But then, you know what we must remember? There's much more going on than we can see. There's a whole lot taking place in the spiritual world that we don't have an understanding of. That leads us back to this passage. That's where we draw confidence in what we find here. You see, once his eyes were opened up, then it was different. Then that army out there was not so big after all. They weren't so powerful after all because there was an army of God sitting around them. And this army of God was mightier, innumerable. You see, if we could get a glimpse... Of the work God does on our behalf. That would give us encouragement to go forward. It would comfort our hearts. You know this morning, you know the devil's going to tempt you this week. I guarantee you're going to be tempted. Everyone's tempted. We're tempted all the time. You're going to be tempted this week. You might even be tested and, and troubled. Go back to this verse here and say, you know what? God's got a bigger harmony than, than what's troubling me today. Well, the devil might try to, to discourage me. The world might try to discourage me, but guess what? God is greater. And God's got an army and God's going to protect me. And that's where you draw comfort in a passage like this. And so what we find here, once his eyes were opened, he could see these numbers. Now you talk about comfort in numbers. I'm sure the servant looked. I don't know about you, but I'm sure he looked and probably thought, and all's good now. We're all right, Elisha. You're right. No wonder you weren't worrying. No wonder you weren't afraid. No wonder you had confidence. You knew what was around us. You see, once we just grasp the fact that God is there and that God is good and that God is not going to forsake us and that God is going to protect us, then that encourages us to live for the Lord today. That encourages us through our difficult times and our trials and our troubles and helps us as we go forward. So that's the thing innumerable. Here's the the third one. This army was invincible, invincible. The world could not defeat this army. This is God's army. You know how many angels it's going to take to bind Satan and throw him into hell? That's it. The Bible tells us it's just one. You see, God is mighty. And God can give power to anybody. You know what we find here? This mountain was filled with God's army. Angels evidently prepared to do battle. And they were invincible. You see, God is Almighty and God is powerful. Here's a thought for you: you know the world had nothing on God. The world had nothing on God. Notice He matched them as what He did. Notice it says in verse 17, He opened His eyes of the young man. What did He see? Behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots. Then He says, a fire round about Him. So notice what the Lord did. He opened up His the eyes of the servant. And you know you know what He didn't see. He didn't see tanks and airplanes. He probably would have fell over. What in the world's that? He saw horses and chariots. You know what he saw? He saw God matched the enemy, is what he did. But then notice the fire that was involved. Not only did he match the enemy, but he provided more. So he sees this visual, he sees this, what's going on, and he sees this army that can equal and obviously more powerful than the army against him, and he sees them matched up exactly. Soldier for soldier, horse for horse, chariot for chariot, only with fire behind him, ready to do battle. You know, God can do the same today. You know, technology has nothing on God. Nothing on the Lord. Now, I don't know if if the Lord would want to open up our eyes today, but we might see that, guess what? You know, all that's going on with technology and, and the battles, God can match all that. God can match that. He he can match it with tank for tank if he wanted to, plane for plane, because he's God Almighty. Then he can provide the fire behind it. In other words, he can provide his power to be even more powerful. You see, who made the difference on this day? It was God. God makes the difference. It's God who makes the difference. And this morning, let me encourage you with that. He's the one that will make the difference in your life. God is the most important factor in your life. Beginning with salvation. Once you're saved, you repent and believe on Christ for salvation, your life will be changed. A new life, a new direction, a new hope. But even afterward, God will continue to make the difference in your life. He'll be the one that will encourage you. He'll be the one that will strengthen you. He'll be the one that will provide for you. He's the one that will protect you. You see, God made the difference here. we got two men. Elisha, a prophet, and his servant, a young man. So an older man and a younger man. They were no match for this army. Yet God made the difference. God said, I'll take care of them. I'll protect them. You know, in life today, you may look and say, man, I can't deal with this. Or I'm no match for this. Or this world, this, everything going on in this world today, what are we going to do? Well, God knows what He's going to do, and God is the one who makes the difference. So we trust in God. We look to God. We ask God to help us. And God will. And that's what we find here. God provided for them. And this was a very powerful request. And here's the last one. This was a personal request. A personal request. Not necessarily for Elisha, but for his servant. Have you ever prayed for somebody? We should pray for others, we should pray for one another. Pray for your family, pray for your, your, your loved ones, your friends. You know, pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your children, pray for your grandchildren. Lift them up to God. Pray that God will encourage them, pray that God will comfort them. If you know they're going through a difficult time, or if you know the trial that is besetting them, then pray for them during that time. Pray that God will bless. That's what Elisha did here in his prayer. This wasn't for Elisha. Elisha was fine. Evidently, his faith was strong. That's why the title, The Prayer of a Confident Man, he was confident in God. But he looks over and his servant is just struggling. I don't know if there were sweat coming down. That's probably me. Sweat coming down, looking around this army surrounding the city. said, what are we going to do? And looking at Elisha and he said, hey, everything's all right. And then finally Elisha says, hey, Lord, please open his eyes so he can see what's going on. He can see why I have this confidence. He can see why I, I'm not worrying and why I'm not concerned. Maybe this morning that's where you are. You can pray for somebody. Someone going through a difficult time. Someone is struggling with fear. Someone is struggling with their faith. You say, God, help them. Please help them. Maybe open their eyes to, to you so they see how real you are. Open up their eyes to you so they, they'll continue walking after you. And they'll trust in you. And not trust in self or not trust in the world. But they'll trust in you, God. And that's what he did. This was a personal request for his servant. Let me give you a few thoughts. First, for comfort. This man had a fearful heart. I, I read it, but I'm going to read it to you again. It says here, when he's servant to the man of God was risen early this is verse 15 and gone forth behold a host compassed a city both with horses and chariots and his servants said unto him alas my master how shall we do you know there have been some mornings I have awoken to surprises uh, there have been some mornings I thought that's not going to snow I woke up and then there was snow on the ground well I guess it did snow last night or you know wow it did rain and there was a thunderstorm I guess there's branches everywhere and water everywhere But I have never awakened to an army around my house. and Praise God for that. But that's what he awoke to. He walks out to do his chores and there's an army sitting there waiting. And so this man is fearful for good reason. There's a lot going on. But let me just share this with you. You There's some other things in this world that can fear us. Or cause us to fear. Give us fear in our hearts. I don't know about you, but... What's going on around the world with some of the wars that are taking place? Folks, I don't want to live in war. We don't want to send our children to fight. That's something that's fearful. That's something that we we have to live with. But you know, God can strengthen us, as we'll see here this morning, here in just a minute. God can comfort us during these times, remind us that He's there, that He's providing, that He's got a purpose. We may not know it, but He's got a purpose. You know, how about the economy? Someone once said, you know, when the economy's well and things are going good, everyone's all excited. But I tell you, when inflation goes up and other things, then everyone begins to, you know what, worry. We've got to pay more for food, we've got to pay more for gas, we've got to pay more for everything. And, and usually, our, the, you know, the pay raises don't equal that, is what, what it amounts to. It's just the food going up and the gas going up, everything else going up, but our, our income staying the same. Well, that can cause some fear, right? That can cause some concern. This is where we find strength in God. Because God's real. And God's there. I don't know what we would see if our eyes were opened up to the spiritual world today. But I can guarantee this, we'd probably be in for a shock. And I think that would probably happen first. We'd probably be in for a shock first. a ah, oh, what's going on? Look at the battles taking place, the spiritual battles. Second, I think we would be encouraged knowing that our God is great and that God is working on our behalf and God is blessing us and that God has a plan and he's taking things in a direction that he wants things to go. And then we find comfort. And that's what I'm going to begin first, comfort. You see, Elisha had confidence, but this man was struggling here. But his eyes were open. Notice when his eyes were opened, he saw something different. The army was still there. They still surrounded the city, but he saw God's army. He saw God's might and God's powerful. Yes, we're talking about what the unseen being visible, and that's what he talked about, or that's what he, he noticed here. That which he couldn't see before, now he's able to see. And once he was able to see it, I'm sure comfort began to sink in. Hey, we're okay. God's going to work. You know, uh, what it amounts to is we tend to focus on our fears. We tend to focus on our problems. But if we look to God, we're going to find comfort in Him. You see, Elisha had faith, is what Elisha had. And this man now is able to see why he had faith. So that's comfort. Second, how about confidence? Confidence in God. You see, this servant, eyes were open. He could see that God was working on his behalf. Now now let's think about it this way. Okay, perspective makes the difference. When he's got a whole army around two men, I'd be fearful. But now he looks and sees his whole army, and then he sees, "Hey, look at the hills! God's got an army surrounding us." All of a sudden, that fear turns into confidence. Yeah. See, God is great, and as we live for God today, we know He's with us. He, know, we know He's going to protect us. He's not going to forsake us, and we find that strength. So, what we find is this man here now has confidence. Now, the difference between Elijah or Elisha and his servant is Elisha lived by faith to begin with. His servant was struggling with faith. Now here's the final one. How about courage? Courage. They were able to continue with God. You read the rest of the passage. Verse 17 says, When they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord, and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with the blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Here's an interesting passage. He asked God to open up his servant's eyes, and then he asked God to close the eyes, or or blind the eyes of the army. So that they would struggle to see, basically, reality. And, and Elisha was able to lead them into, uh, I wouldn't call it a trap, he was basically able to conquer these men and take over this army. And then later he would let them go and they would learn their lesson. But what we find here is God worked on behalf of closing and opening eyes and gave confidence to his, or confidence to his servant. So here's what it comes down to, folks. Folks. Confidence in God is just trusting Him. Having your faith in Him. Even when you can't see what we would call the invisible. Realizing it's there. That God is real. And we trust in God. Now God's army, it was there all along. It was there all along. This man just couldn't see it. You know, God is with you today. He might not see Him with your physical eyes, but He's promised not to forsake you or leave you. He's going to protect you. And in closing this morning, if if all we consider is the world, in other words, if all we think about is our worldly problems, our trials, our troubles, then yes, we're going to be discouraged. Uh, You'll be discouraged. All of us will be discouraged if that's all we think about. And by the way, your enemies are real. They're just as real as their enemies. Your enemies are numerous and your enemies are dangerous. You know, the devil's active in this world today. And he wants to see Christians fall. He wants to see Christians stumble. He wants to see us live by sight instead of by faith. He wants to discourage us from reading the word. He wants to discourage you from praying. He wants you to live under self instead of under God. And he's real. And he's battling. And he's fighting. And he's a real opponent. A real enemy in this world. But God is also real. And God is also active. And God is also faithful. And God is there for you. And what we find here in this passage is that God showed himself great to Elisha and to his servant. So, if you look to God and you live by faith, that's how you find victory. And that's what happened here. God blessed. So, if your eyes were open to the spiritual world this morning, if our eyes could be open to the spiritual world, as I said, we'd probably be shocked first. But I think we'd find some comfort. I think we'd find some confidence in God. And I think we'd... Definitely look to God and say, let's go forward, God. You're greater than what I see in this world. So this morning, God is with you. I truly believe that. If you're saved, God's with you. And God's going to protect you. And God's going to provide for you. And God's going to lead you. He's not going to forsake you. So trust in the Lord. Live by faith and look to Him. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.